Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Constructing Comics, where we look at comic book storytelling and page design in comics, building comic book stories one panel at a time. On this episode, we are going to look at the Witches Bad Egg Halloween special, um, written by Scott Snyder, penciling by Jacques, inks by Jacques, Colorist is Matt Hollinsworth, our letterer is Clem Robbins, and the editor is Will Dennis. Um, joining me, as always, is Noah, and we have a special guest tonight. We have Rebecca. So I'm going to let them start in with their thoughts on this issue. Hey there. And Rebecca, you can say hi, too, if you want. Oh, right. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so general thoughts i think it's great that we're getting to the halloween special just in time for the holidays um i think it's sort of fitting that we have a, a halloween special at christmas time um, well i also nothing makes sense that and we've been very uh superhero heavy so this is good to yes, uh, mix in a little bit good. of horror even though it's uh what uh two months after this issue came out but at least yeah we're, we're varying from the superheroes a little bit yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very happy about that too. And to bring on Rebecca because this is her, this is your entry to comics. This is your sequel to your entry to comics. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you want, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I um this is definitely my big uh first first graphic novel that I absolutely loved. To to be honest, like perfectly honest, I really wasn't into comics a whole lot <laughs> before uh, Noah introduced me and. I I don't know. I just wasn't impressed with the whole, you know, superhero type thing. And uh, one time I was just, I, you know, Noah had been telling me how great graphic novels and comics were. And I remember walking through Barnes & Noble and picking up Witches for the first time and being like, wow, this is a piece of art. Like, I, I was just stunned by Jock's art. And uh, I quickly got into the story and I was just completely blown away and I've been hooked on comics ever since. And of course now um, I've come to uh, love superheroes as well, but this was definitely my big, like my big introduction. Yeah. And do you have how many, how you have three uh, trades of witches, right? Of the first yes, trade of witches. I have, <laughs> three different I have ones. Three different books, yeah. And uh, two of them are signed by Scott Snyder, and one of them is uh, personalized, which I'm very, very proud of. Um, I kind of just go and stare at it all the time. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts of this issue, the new one? I love it. I honestly, I was a little bit hesitant to read it at first because I was kind of worried that it would be a letdown, especially since it's been so long after the, um, you know, since the first one. I don't know. I just, I wasn't sure what to expect, but then you said it was possibly even better than the first. So I finally was like, okay, okay, I'll read it. And I really, really hope it's good. Um, and I, again, yeah, I was just really blown away. And if anything, I, I wouldn't say it's better than the first one but it's I would definitely say it's the same level it's it's kept the same level of greatness that makes which is amazing I think it was scarier for me because I mean I'm not a I'm not a father of course so the first one you know it's 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 specifically from a father's perspective in the first one but this one mm -hmm. because it's from a child's perspective you know and uh just sort of that fear that basically your parents are trying to kill you 
kind of a very elemental one, you know, like you, yeah, you wonder at times and it sort of plays on that anxiety and that fear that your, your parents are basically conspiring to have you eaten by a monster. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that idea. It, it played on me, not because I, you know, because your, your parents are like, you know, they're there to take care of you, but they could also like, you know, under the, you know, they could kill you too. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, it's like my, every my kid's opinion. biggest nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That your parents are going to try to feed you to a monster. Yeah. Um, or in, 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 Se- in Sebastian's case, you know, like basically just drain your childhood of any fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double sided, it's a double sided blade, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, it, it cuts from Jackson's side of the story where I really feel his terror. And I also feel Sebastian's terror as well, you know? um what about you matt what do you what did you think of the whole thing well yeah i really enjoyed it um a lot of what you're saying with the with the first one was um you know uh a family in crisis um with uh unseen or eventually seen um uh evil force this one's really built on the world we get introduced to um you know more societies more levels of uh of uh evil doing here you know we have the are they, they called the highest horn yeah uh, it seems like that's like a a level of uh of uh of evilness in a society and um you know we we have uh sebastian and his mother um who seem to be moving from town to town um and taking care of uh taking care of evil where, where they, where they need to. So I thought the, the expansion of the world was, was, was pretty good as well. So. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Cause I don't think you could have this story be as short and as tight as if you didn't have the first one, which built so mm-hmm. much of this world where it's set up um, how things work with like pledging children and, uh, or people like the last one, you know, and mm-hmm. then you, uh, yeah, if you didn't have that to build off of, I don't think this would be as tight as it is as a horror story. I mean, it's only 80 pages yeah. compared to like the first books, like 120 or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty tight book. And I, I really love that for that reason. Um, yeah, it's divided into, uh, I think, like 12 chapters, right? Yeah, 12 chapters, 11 of which were printed in Image Plus, and then the last one was saved just for this printing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing that from the the comic book uh, shop guy in our area who was so frustrated because he was like, I've been buying Image Plus just for this, and like only to find out, like, <laughs> I'd have to buy this anyways, that kind of uh, thing, like, you know, to, to get the, the last story. So um, he wasn't too upset because he seemed to love the story very much, but yeah that can be frustrating um but i was waiting for this though because i knew they would they would combine it all into one eventually yeah so um you want to try to maybe like tackle this and like uh since it's uh it's in 12 parts maybe like uh the the first quarter um up until about the halfway point and uh third act and and fourth act uh we could we could we could go about it that way yeah, or like, yeah, let's talk about like the, the cold open, sort yeah. of, you know, with him walking to school and sort of, that's sort of how he figures out everything, like, you know, why things are the way that they are with his mom. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that, Rebecca? 
I I really thought that was interesting, uh, especially when he's you know talking about how everything is so plain and so mm-hmm. plain, and then of course you have the incident with the van where he gets some, this guy tries to shove him into the van with uh, the witch, and then he's like, oh, you know, the, his mom basically comes and just like saves his life and you know kicks butt, and he's like, wow, you know, my mom is not as plain and drab as I thought she was. Um, that's a pretty cool moment. It really. It really kind of makes me want to know a little bit more about Clara. She's a really, really um, cool character, and it was such a great way to start this off. Yeah, it uh, you know it uh, it plays on a lot of uh, those fears of uh, one kids and and parents, um, you know, going out and being nabbed by somebody. Um, yeah, uh, you know, of course we have the the creepy guy in, in the van here, which seems like it's going to possibly play out in, in one scenario. And like you said, his, his mother shows up and we see that, oh, there's a whole never whole nother level uh, to this right now than, than just a simple, uh, you know, child abduction story. Yeah. Well, like it's, it's a, uh, the book sort of has this thing and the first book has this too, where it's like fake outs, you know, mm-hmm. that like lead to something more terrifying, you know, and that and it starts out that way where, you know, this mysterious van pulls up, which is a fake out scare because you think mm-hmm. it's going to be a stranger, you know, weirdo creepo guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, it's his friend's dad, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, he seems like a pretty normal, nice guy, which is sort of the backbone of the story that nothing, even like the people that you think are, are safe and nice are the ones that are the most dangerous mm-hmm. in both the first one and in this one. Um, but then like, yeah, then it's like, so there's like a fake out scare that leads up to that. And then, hits you with the big scare with the the witch in the back um yeah yeah and with that that panel where we well um the panel drives up on him as he's taking the the shortcut but there's yeah. a there's a page here where he's he's talking to the guy in the van and that very last panel is where we sort of get that lighting effect that we um that we get whenever the whenever the the supernatural forces of the of the witches are around so i think that's pretty cool um, and then we go into, as we said, we go into, we go into a couple pages of action here, uh, with, with, uh, Sebastian's mom stepping in and, and saving him. Yeah. Um, so does anybody else have anything, uh, about that section of the comic that they want to cover before we, uh, we kind of move into, uh, to the second part of the, the story? Uh, I have one thing to add, like, yeah, the, the lighting effect, which is that like splatter, mm-hmm. right? That's um. What's really cool about that is that Matt Hollingsworth actually splattered acrylics onto paper and then scanned that in, okay. and then overlaid it over the colors. Like he, like that's like the one cool thing about it is that that's actually practical coloring, not like just a Photoshop brush or anything like that. He actually like took out a brush and like would splatter paper and then overlay it for each like individual spot and things like that. So um, it's really cool that like you know the commitment on all each level of the story, you know, Scott Snyder's amazing script, Jack's amazing inks. And then you have Hollingsworth's amazing, uh, like, you know, commitment to the colors and the, what makes this book stand out is like all across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, then we get, uh, you know, after, after the altercation with the, the van and the, and the thing in the van, we, we get some everyday, uh, 
kids in school um, dealing with a teacher who um, wants them to make a family tree, which could be problematic for, for both kids uh, if they were able to and answer that honestly. Um, so I think that was a, it was a cool thing to have them um, working on a family tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that sort of sets up um, in retrospect, it's, it's interesting because uh, you know, Sebastian knows where he comes from and that mm-hmm. doesn't make life easier for him. And Jackson doesn't know where he comes from and that definitely doesn't make life easier for him either. You know, like it's basically just the synopsis of the book that it's sucks to be a kid in this world, that kind of thing, like no matter what. Um, what did you think about that, Rebecca? Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. And it also adds like that little level of uh, intensity right there. That's that's pretty cool because, you know, it's just a science project, but it like means so much more um, than just a science project. Like I you're right like it's just like the the perfect little setup for what's about to come you know um with the two of their families um we're also showing that you know even though they're like in such an abnormal world like there's still like this little bit of normalcy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah we're in a classroom we're we're still normal kids here we're pretending to be normal kids but um Obviously, then looking at their family tree, they're like, yeah, but we're not as much as we would like to pretend we're not. Or at least for Sebastian, it's that way. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think with the uh, with a big part that trees played in the in the first uh, the first story, that's. Uh, oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting nod. To... Ah, yeah, I didn't think about that either. It's a good. Point. Yeah, good. Good nod. So. Um, so then we get a little bit more of the the friendship between. Um, Clay and Sebastian, um, where they they uh, they start working on their their slot car races, and we see the we see the friendship that we have there. So this is this is a pretty good uh, you know uh, relationship building backstory that 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 we get on the two kids. So what do you guys think about the, that aspect of the story? Yeah, this is uh, that that's the part that um, Rebecca and I both sort of talked about that. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the dialogue between them in that yeah. time. Um, it's 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 pretty hokey at times and stuff like that. Like it's sort of what are these kids supposed to be like twelve and stuff like that, right? Or like around yeah, that age? I would assume so. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe a little bit younger. Maybe a little bit younger, and like it's sort of inconsistent because like they either like definitely talk like twelve year olds, definitely like twelve year old boys talk like. I mean, like you know. When I was that age, I was sort of like, you know, going into puberty. So everything was getting more serious, you know? And, uh, you know, so they're like, you know, swearing out the wazoo and stuff like that because they can, you know, mm-hmm. the parents aren't around and stuff. And um, it's, uh, yes, like that's pretty realistic. But then there are, there are other parts too where it's sort of like, I don't know, there can be some hokiness to the dialogue. Um, the parts that I like the most are when the emotions are real, you know? where they're both boys and they sort of don't know what to do with their emotions like later on in the story. But mm-hmm. I mean, at the beginning you definitely get that, like their best friends deal going on, you know, they're both like boys and they're both, and maybe the awkwardness of the dialogue is also maybe a, maybe not a fault as much as it is on purpose, you know, because they're both sort of awkward and don't know how to talk to people, you know, with, um, Cause that's sort of what makes them fit together so well is that Jackson sort of 
is uh, is awkward and so is um sebastian as well but that's just maybe how i'm reading into it what about you becca no i kind of agree with you where i think the the awkwardness it is hokey but at the same time yeah coming from the two boys perspectives it kind of does make sense because especially sebastian like he's been kind of forced to grow up early and you know just you know having the adventures with his mom and being trained um to fight these people um and obviously he's fighting being friends with jackson and he talks about that so he's never really had a friend in his life so it probably is going to be kind of a weird dialogue you know weird mix between hokey and um serious so it's yeah it's definitely interesting but uh yeah, it is kind of like a love-hate thing for me, too. Yeah, um, well, they definitely are both keeping secrets from each other. So um, I mean, maybe a little bit of that bad dialogue is um, thinking about what, they're, what, they're, what they want to say before they say it and trying to tread carefully to, to not reveal too much. Um, for me, one of the big moments of this is uh, as, they, as they leave the... Uh, the the slot car track um sebastian um walks up the the steps and he looks down and on that last panel we get a we get a balloon that says uh um the fact that i was going to have to kill jackson's whole family soon that was sort of like a uh a moment where i i had to stop and i actually read that balloon or that that's not a balloon there's a caption box but i read that twice going oh man what's what's yeah. what's going on now so that was that was that was one of the big uh, storytelling moments for me in this, this issue. Yeah. And that's just good writing right there. Cause that's the end of a, a section, isn't it? Um, like a, a, a gap that's sort of like where they leave you off for the next no, chapter. Actually I'm looking at it right now. and It's just a page turn. Um, oh, it's just a page turn. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But it's a really good page turn. Oh yeah. It's an awesome page turn. That's how you should write a page turn. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. um yeah, leave yeah. Off, leave off your page on that line. That's that's pretty great. Um, especially like, yeah, like you know, you know also that like, uh, you know, that Sebastian either Sebastian's gonna do it, and if he can't do it, his mom's definitely gonna do it. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that is a great line of dialogue. So with that, we we've had the the stakes raised um, quite a bit. We 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 know that uh, this is all going to to take a uh, nasty or dramatic turn here, um, and we get even more when um, Sebastian and his mom make their way to uh, the shed out behind their house, and we. we uh. get we get a uh, a glimpse as to what's going on under that shed. So do you want to, you want to break that down a little bit? Is this the pig scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. scene was, this is why I think, yeah, this was one where like, which is the first one is a slow burn into the horror, but like this one just starts off immediately, you know? And the, yeah that like that right there is like okay yeah like this is messed up that kind of thing like uh yeah um jock is really good with emotion and people but also in animals too where automatically like feel connection i'm like no don't kill the pig Mm -hmm. um yeah it's yeah uh, it's a messed up sequence 
Yeah, that one is definitely hard to look at, um, especially if you like animals. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, it's just, well, even if you don't like animals, you would feel sorry for this pig. Like, you're right, Jock does such a great job of um, uh, putting in the emotions, and it's, oh, man, it's, yeah, that's that's a hard sequence to look at. Yeah, we're also sort of um, brought into the uh, the larger scheme of things where they, they have this, uh, I've drawn a blank on what this guy's name is. That's, uh, is this Gage? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they have they have a third member of their of their crew that's almost sort of like their uh, their weapons or their or their tech person that's uh, down there. So we see that this operation is uh, a little bit bigger than just Seb and his and his mom. Yeah, I like um, I like that setting him up, uh, setting up a third character, and again, um, it draws upon your comfort level with the first guy that they introduce as well. Mm -hmm. Like he's almost exactly the same. He's very familiar with Sebastian. Uh, he's very so like you know in these books, those are the people to worry about the most. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, so you already grow, you start growing a suspicion right there just by how he acts. Like he's almost acting too nice mm -hmm. and too safe to be around. And, well, um, yeah. Sorry. Not only that, but it's, it also, Sebastian here, he shows an obvious dislike for him and it's like, how long are you going to be staying? Like, I don't like him. <laughs> and he like yeah. says that right there where you didn't even get that with the guy in the van. Like you had no idea. He's just like, Oh, he's, he's a, he's a kid from my school's you know dad where you had no reason to distrust him this one when they introduce this character there's like that is like immediate distrust even though he's supposedly on your team mm -hmm. um yeah so it really adds you know yet another le um, layer of uh suspense yeah that's men maybe he's more he's more uh cautious of people like that after the first event at the beginning yeah. of the book and um but also at the same time he's sort of growing a distrust for his mom throughout this story as well uh of clara and maybe that's sort of a uh his just like his outward dislike of gage is sort of a a uh sort of a, a clue to that you know that he's yeah. sort of like he, he's sort of feeling that the world's against him and uh his expression of caution with gage is sort of a proof of that yeah, uh, I agree. Um, from there, we get a couple of uh, we get a couple of pages of the the kids sort of doing you know their homework in their room, um, looking at each other from from across the street, um, and uh, you know we we get the we get the parents get the parents talking um, and the two kids acknowledging each other through the through the window. Um, and that sort of takes us almost to the halfway point where we uh, we go back to the basement um, and they're they're back there with the slot cars. But we we see that something's going on with um, um, is it is it is his name Jackson or is his name Clay? His name is uh, Jackson. His name is Jackson. Sebastian's and Clara's last name are Clay. Oh, okay, so we see that we see that Jackson's got something going on with with his skin. Um, yeah. And um, Jackson being the naive kid, you know, he's sort of like, yeah, my parents know what's best. And they're like, yeah, it's a, it's just a rash or whatever it is. It's just going to something that'll go away eventually. My mom's been giving me medicine. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Again, playing on the like little kid, like hypochondriac. Cause there's like, so, I know I was one of those little kids who was just like, anytime I would like get a scratch or a bruise, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Like, you know, <laughs> so this is like one of those where it's like, well, this kid obviously trusted his parents and look where that got him, you know? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's playing on another, yet another one of those like little kid fears. Um, yeah. It's funny. Definitely. And it gives us a little bit of, uh, insight into uh into the into the parents and what they what they really what they really care about which we will we will see later um from there we have a pretty um intense confrontation at the uh at the dinner table when when seb's invited to to stay over uh uh for dinner so no i know this was one of your um favorite parts of it do you want to go into what you liked about this uh um Uh, my my favorite part actually was the page before the dinner spot um mm -hmm. where it's going up the stairs and you have those that that first panel um you have that that the the panel where uh seb and jackson are talking at the top and them going up the stairs and then seb following jackson up the stairs and uh, they slowly, like Seb's, like slowly disappears out of the panel, and it's like you know three panels of basically the same view of the stairs, um, going up with just little dialogue sort of following out until like the last panel, which is all empty. Yeah, and that that really that works great on a couple levels. One is because it's the last page in this chapter, so if you're reading this month by month, that's a great cliffhanger going mm-hmm. up the stairs to uh, basically confront this evil. And um, not knowing what's at the top of the stairs. I mean, at the first, the page before, you get that, you know, that um, Jackson's parents are up there, but you don't know what kind of threat they pose at this moment. Um, and then that's a great tip page turn as well, um, if you're reading it collected as well, to be like, what's, what happens next? Uh, but yeah, but definitely my favorite page. I love pages where you can, where basically you have to spot the difference um, between mm-hmm. the panels. And uh yeah, this is just a great one. Rebecca's favorite page is actually the next one. So take it away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I, I love the next one. And it's uh, the very start of like the chapter seven and everyone's around the dinner table. And I love how it's obvious. Everyone's trying to paint this. Everything's perfect type picture. You know, we're, you know, the Brady bunch or it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be all be perfect, but then you have like this inner dialogue of uh, Sebastian and he's seeing all these things that to everyone else that haven't been trained, they would see it as, you know, harmless or, Oh, this family is being friendly or they're being nice. But he's like, yeah, no, like everything his mom has taught him up until this point is starting to kick in. And he's like, Oh wow. Okay. That's yeah. She, she looks like, you know, she's being friendly, but actually, you know, her hand being in this position is putting her, you know, closest to the knife or, um, both of them like have these certain postures that you know to just just kind of you know glance at look okay but he he knows better and i love this one particular page because it really marks the switch in uh sebastian because before this you know he's been going along with what his mom has said and it's like okay if i have to you know yeah i know jackson and his family has to die and blah 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 and you know he's going along with it but this page is where you start to see the change in him where he's like, Oh, this is my fight now. This is where I (laughs) have to do something. These guys are evil and 
they need to go down. And it's, I love this, these uh, whole couple of pages here, where, especially where he's setting their eyes and he's trying to figure out what is wrong with their eyes. It's just brilliant. It's, it's a uh, really, really super tense, amazing uh, bit of storytelling here. So, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was sort of the uh, kid who's being on his best manners because he's over at another kid's family dinner but at the same time he's uh you know he's he's doing like reconnaissance for for the you know the the underlying mission so the the interplay of him being polite and and seeing his his thoughts was 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 very good yeah it's brilliant it's good tension building too because you have a lot of good close-ups and wide shots just Mm -hmm. in that page alone like how many how many panels are on that page a lot of panels Mm -hmm. but like they're all really good um Count how many panels are there? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven panels. A lot of panels, but a lot of story, a lot of tension being built um, with that. And I love that that first um, that first panel where it really sets up the table and everybody's position at the table. Yeah, you know, it's just a good sequence. So now that you brought that up, it's it's kind of interesting the way they have them set at the table where um uh uh Jackson is is by himself sort of across from the table from his parents. His parents are very close to each other, sitting next to each other, and he's he's across sort of like not uh not fully part of the the family, which we'll we'll see a little bit later. So Seb, yeah. chooses, so Seb chooses not to to have any of the food that he's offered, but he does take a a drink of water, which uh, that doesn't uh, doesn't turn out well for him. So, um, what do you think about the, these two three pages we have of, of him uh, leaving the dinner? That was a real worrisome time for me because I was like, oh no, he's dead. You know, um, I know this is sort of a prequel book and uh, Sebastian isn't in the, the main book. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, is this the end? You know, uh, I, I was really concerned at that point because uh, I've grown, I've grown close to this character. And uh, I was like, either he's going to have to now fight his mom and these people, you know, if they've like pledged him somehow, you know, mm-hmm. um, or he's, yeah, he's just dead, you know? Um, yeah. It was just really stressful. Uh, during this time where, yeah, you find out that basically he's been poisoned by these people. Yeah. Rebecca, what are, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. I, I kind of disagree with Noah here. Um, I didn't really think that he was going to die. It's, it's really cool. Cause I, if you read like the introduction, like at the very beginning, um, Scott Snyder talks about like how he's going to be continuing his story in the next arc and uh, Sebastian will be fighting along with sailor which made me really excited reading this. Cause I'm like, okay, this he's, he's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what him and sailor do uh, teamed up, but this, this particular bit here. Yeah. I, I was kind of worried as to what was going to happen too. And I, I kind of thought maybe this would be the point where maybe his mom turned on him. Cause I think we're all, most people who have read the first one are probably thinking like, oh yeah, I bet his mom's going to turn on him because, well, that's what happened in the first one. So <laughs> um, there's kind of a bit of a pattern. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was really good. It was good. 
Yeah, um, I also agree. I didn't think he was going to. Um, I didn't think he was going to die, but I didn't think who he ended up with um, that we see with him at the next page where he's strapped down. I did not think that's who was going to to. Um, that's who he was going to to be with to recover. I thought he was going to be um, taken in by the by the parents of. Uh, of Jackson, but we find yeah. out that it's somebody else. I think that's why it's important that 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 lineup that we talked about on Rebecca's favorite page, where he's at the, he's almost at a position where he can view them. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know them allowing him to be there sort of means that they don't fully suspect him as of yet as being anything but a normal kid. Um, and them giving him the water is sort of a you know, a test, of course. Um, but maybe even after that they poisoned him, they don't know for sure if he's, uh, yeah, if he's actually someone who's uh, pledgeable, I guess, at that point. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it, was, it was a relief for me when I found out that he was back in um, his own basement. Yes, and his, his mom has got some interesting ways of... Uh making sure that, uh, that he's okay, um, from, from his experience with, with the parents across the street. So, um, we, we have a couple of pages of the mom, um, giving him a, t- uh, giving him some, some tests. What do you, what do you think about, uh, this section here? Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, that's another fear of, a, of being a child. So you have, Again, it's really cool. Like Jackson and uh, Seb, they have parallel stories, you know, um, where like, you know, one of them gets sick or gets hurt and then the parents try to remedy that fact. But like uh, Clara is sort of really rough and uh, like, you know, very disciplined about it. Um, whereas, and like, you know, what she's doing is good for him, but it seems like torture mm-hmm. um, at the time. And uh then Jackson's parents are like really doting and uh, sweet and caring for him and, uh, you know, treat him with like what appears to be love when he's sick. And, uh, you know, they, they have nothing but ill intentions. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely different. What about, what do you think, Rebecca? Yeah, I, I really like this because, uh, of course me, when, when I was reading this, I was like, man, this is such an interesting an interesting world where I, I want to know more about what she's doing to him and why it works and why the poison didn't work on him and what they gave him. And yeah, all of, all of that side of things. Um, I, yeah, the whole parallel worlds thing that I didn't think about that, but that makes a lot of sense um, where it's the two parallel stories, but yeah, the, of course, you know, me seeing the shot in her hand in, in this particular page, I'm automatically like, oh, I want to know more about about uh, what she's putting in him and all this all this stuff. Yeah. I'd well, be yeah. if they get into that more. Yeah. It's really detailed in this story how they lay out, like, what what prevents you from being pledged, what, what com- like, what all the, like, you know, what each person has at their disposal as far as yeah. weapons, whether you're your... Uh, a highborn like Jackson's parents, or you're an iron like Claire, a Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, there's there's a real detailed world that um, Scott Snyder and Jock are building with these stories. 
Yeah, it's really cool. And especially they, they just touched on it a little bit in the first one. And yeah, getting a little bit more of a feel for it in this one uh, or in, in the second uh, bad egg one here. Uh, yeah, I just really hope they continue with it. I, I love the detailed stuff. I, I think it's great when people put this much detail and thought into their world. Yeah, and we definitely see that his mom's um, dedication to the mission um, at times will will trump his own his own well being. She, uh, you know, she her her biggest concern here was 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 the mission and not necessarily his his health here. So that might be a little bit of uh, foreshadowing we get towards uh, towards the end of the story. Um, so from there we get a we get a couple of a uh, couple of uh, more scenes of them in school and them uh, with the slot car races, um, and we get uh, we get uh, Jackson coming over to Seb's house and, and knocking on the door, and we see that uh, Jackson's condition is is uh, not not great, and uh, he uh, he. Uh, he spills the beans about, uh, or he starts to spill the beans on what his parents are, are really, really about. So, um, what do you guys think about those couple of pages there in the, in the story? Um, yeah, I really like, uh, this point is a turning point for both Jackson and Seb. Again, this is sort of where either Seb's been sort of following behind Jackson, you know, with how it happens. But right here, uh, I guess in some way, this is sort of the same way. Jackson finds out his parents are probably trying to kill him. Seb kind of takes the initiative at this point to go away from his mom and to do what he can to save Jackson, even though his mom has been saying the whole time, you're going to have to kill Jackson and his parents, not just his parents because Jackson's beyond saving. Um, but at this point, he sort of decides, screw that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do my best to save Jackson. Yeah, he's he's he has to be a very very lonely kid who's been moving from from town to town and never really had a uh, a friend that he's connected with this well. And the one that he does connect with, uh, you know, he's got this underlying um, you know good versus evil relationship um, from from the two to two groups that that they that they're in. So, um, Rebecca, what are what do you what do you think about when um, the the reveal of, or the the more the further reveal of of what uh, Jackson's parents are, are are doing to him. Well, it's it's one of those things where you read it and it's just like, oh, it's despicable. And of course, it's just like, man, like how. My my other question too is, you know, putting yourself in the place of Jackson is like, how did he? How did the parents keep something like this so you know well covered up from their kid? Like I, that's. I mean, I guess you can, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's horrifying. And of course, Jock is amazing at really portraying like how scared this kid is. Like he is just like, uh, his world has just been turned upside down. I mean, imagine like, you know, finding out that your, your parents raised you just to be fed to this, you know, monster. And I love the, his group of, um, his group of illustrations here where he's like holding his head. And then like, you see just like three, um, three panels of his uh, eyes. That mm -hmm. is just incredible to me. Like I, I, if there is a, if there's a, you know, little, if there's a group of um, 
illustrated facial expressions that'll put the fear of God into you, it'll probably be those. <laughs> it's, it really, it really, that's something that'll scare you to your core, I think. Yeah, and that uh, that uh, that coloring effect that Noah was mentioning earlier is really uh, ramped up uh, on those those panels where it's it's yeah. almost like almost like uh, something's uh, coming out of him, emanating from him um, as as he gives as he gives the uh, the news to to Seb or the the further news to Seb, and 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 he gives him that look. So that really amplifies those the those panels on that page. Yeah. So after, after that reveal, um, Jackson uh, really seems to decide that he's going to take things in, into his own hands. And um, he, uh, he heads out um, and uh, uh, they, they make their way and, and they, get, they get the, uh, the rub that we, we saw earlier for, for the pigs. So um, Noah, what do you think about uh, here where they, they sort of take the, they, the take action and they, they go to get the they go to get the rub that we saw that uh is is made to defeat uh defeat the the high horns yeah i mean there's there's definitely a a false sense of hope in this moment and uh just because he's sort of been you know there's there's always a like you know the, there's sort of at this point in time i've sort of gotten used to the formula of the story so I kind of wasn't too hopeful at that point, but I still was hopeful where I was like, okay, you know, they got it. You know, we've been setting up. This is, this is what's going to defeat it. Uh, you know, like, you know, pigs, the pig didn't die in vain, you know? Um, so we like, you know, we're like, you know, really hoping for that. But then there's also just this, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's how Jock draws it. Maybe it's how the script is, but there's just this false sense of hope at this point. Um, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not reading it right, but I, I, I sort of felt that, you know, where like, and, and especially maybe because they, they sort of, the woods become more prominent in this sequence as well. Yeah. You know, maybe that also adds a sense of dread. Um, but I don't know. I, I felt a very false sense of hope at this point. Um, yeah. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys feel? Um, I don't know. I kind of... At this point, it's like, you know what will probably happen, but I, I kind of did think for a little bit there that maybe he would make it out, especially since, you know, there's the story at the beginning of the first witches where um, uh, one of Sailor's ancestors, uh, hit her mom that, you know, betrayed her, uh, talked about one of her, uh, I guess, family members who had been pledged as a kid, and he managed to turn on his parents, and that that's like the whole beginning of uh the first witches so i was like oh well maybe they're gonna do something like that where they find some way to instead pledge jackson's parents and maybe you know jackson can be like another character i mean it you still kind of like oh he's probably gonna die but i don't know i was, <laughs> I was really really hopeful that they were going to going to do something like that like they would figure out how to pledge the parents somehow instead of jackson but yeah <laughs> That makes sense because that was the solution at the end of the first book, you know. Um, yeah. That was Sailor's. Well, that was um. Well, I can't remember the main character's name and Sailor's dad in the in the first book. That's his solution in the end is to pledge himself and his wife in the end, so that Sailor yeah. can get away. Um, yeah. So that that, that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, I um, I don't know if I had as much. I don't know if I I, I saw it as as much dread. Um, uh, there definitely was, you know, the the feeling that uh, one of them at this point is 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 not going to make it out of out of here. You know, we've had so many um, allusions or, or references to uh, you know uh, having to either kill the parents or, or, or sacrifice. So there, there definitely is, is, is that part of the, of the, of the story, but it, it, uh, I maybe, I saw it as, as a little bit of, a little bit of hope being, being added to the story. Um, we do then as we reach part 10, we do get, uh, Seb and, and Jackson in the woods, um, making their, making their way through the woods. Um, we we do get a lot of the uh, the the uh, the coloring effect that we we've, we've mentioned before, um, which I think makes us feel like the woods might have a little bit of uh, mystical or or something something going on with them. So so what do you think here in in section ten as we, as we make our way through the woods? Yeah, I, I think how the woods are drawn they're drawn very menacing mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, like it definitely ramps up the the intensity at every page turn. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love I love the colors in this in both in both books. You know, it's very fitting for a Halloween special with the colors in this section. Yeah, uh, Rebecca, what uh, what do you what do you feel here with with this section in the woods? Yeah, this it is uh, again. You know, just a reiterate what Noah said I it's it's really really beautiful illustration I don't I definitely you know get that sense of foreboding a little bit especially since uh remembering the first book and you know Sailor is you know walking through the woods and that's when Annie got grabbed and that's when you know well I guess Sailor got grabbed when she let her walk in the woods again Mm -hmm. so you're kind of expecting something to grab them so I wasn't I guess uh I I was kind of looking out for that but at the same time it's the woods is almost so beautiful that you're like, okay, well, it, it kind of, I don't know. I, I almost see it as a little bit of uh, hope maybe. There's a grim beauty know. to it's, it all. Yeah. A grim yeah. beauty is a good way to describe it where it's just like, yeah. it's, it's foreboding, but somehow it's, I don't know, kind of, there's a, a weird piece about it. It's almost like the calm before the storm. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene in 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 The Witch, the movie The Witch, where mm-hmm. the little boy goes up to the cabin and like the beautiful woman comes out and um like she's really gorgeous and like you know you at this point you should think like oh everything's going to be okay but there's still this sense of like oh, this isn't going to end well, you know. Um yeah, that this that this scene and that scene also reminded me a lot of that. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's very it's a very horror film, you know. It's it, it feels like a horror film at this point. You know? Well, it's funny you should say that because this scene also reminds me of the scene in Stranger Things right before Will goes missing when he's uh, w- riding his bike with Dustin through the woods. Yeah, it is and very much so. Yeah, like that. that's that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't bring it up at the time, but the the pages before I got the I got sort of a, a Stranger Things, you know, kids knocking on each other's window and sneaking out and, and doing things, uh, or, you know, um, sneaking around. So I think that those, I think that there is a little bit of a, of a vibe there with, with that. Um, 
as they go through the woods, um, Jackson recognizes some of the woods and uh, takes off and is is running. Um, and that is where we come to a couple of pages in the reveal of the of the pit. So, um, what do you what do you think about uh, what do you think about uh, this section of the the comic? Nightmare fuel. I was uh, my my I have I have recurring nightmares of pits and things going into the ground, and uh, so this is yeah like the first book. This book also it just draws on my my like this one even more than the first one. It just draws on like everything I'm scared of. So my parents trying to kill me and monsters being at and them also trying to kill me by throwing me into a pit where there's a big monster at the bottom of it. So I. I am very freaked out by this passage, but I love it at the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy where I'm like, I, I really love it when something can affect me to this, this extent, especially in comics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We get the, we get the closest thing we get to a, to a full plates splash with, with the pit, uh, just sort of out there in a, in an opening in, in the woods. Um, and, uh, we, we get a, we get a shot of, uh, I believe those are Seb's eyes as he's, as he's taking in the pit for uh, the first time. So um, what is the deal with this little rabbit dog that they, that they run by that's uh, um, on the page before the, the pit? It's just, just, they're just running and there's this combination rabbit dog. That's just uh, growling at them as, as they go by. It's that's, just scary and just randomly just thrown in there. That's something from the first book, Rebecca. I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah, cause I'm looking at it and it's, yeah, I'm guessing maybe it's supposed to, cause they, they had mentioned uh, in the first book, Clara had told um, Sailor's father, she's like, you know, we don't really know what these witches are. Like they, they could be mutated humans from long ago, like for some, something that went wrong in evolution so this might be kind of like a hint at what she was saying there too where it's like a weird like mutated dog type thing where it's like i don't know it could be like one of those almost like a freak of nature too so maybe there's more besides just like the mutated humans like maybe somehow like they also have like these weird weirdly evolved mutated animals as well maybe maybe they even keep them for pets and this one just stuck out i don't know <laughs> yeah it makes you wonder if it's almost supposed to be like uh like a like a like a guard that they just you know as they were running it was it was able to they were able to get by them but uh it's it's yeah. it's very creepy looking mm-hmm. yeah yeah if it's like a guard dog or something like that that would make sense but yeah it's not doing a very good job no no, not at all. Yeah, it looks a little too happy to be a guard dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as creepy as it is, but you know, I can see that being made into a stuffed animal. You know, <laughs> I'd buy one. Yeah, I would too. You know. <laughs> so now that we we've seen the pit, we get uh we get the two kids at the top of the pit um uh sort of talking through what what they're gonna do um. And uh, the rub is 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 handed uh, handed off to to Jackson as he as he gets close to the edge of the of the pit, and uh, uh, he uh, he starts to uh, 
he starts to yell at uh, the the creature in the pit, um, and uh, then we then we see something hit him, and and he makes he, he falls into the falls into the pit. Um, we see that we see that the parents are parents are there, and uh, um, actually, I, I take that back. I guess both Jackson and Seb were hit with something. Um, Jackson falls into the pit and Seb falls to at the, at the edge of the pit. And, uh, uh, Jackson's, uh, Jackson's parents make their, their way up to the pit. So what do you guys, what do you guys think about, uh, the, the, the edge of the pit, the, the falling into the pit and the parents, uh, showing up? Yeah. It's just that, that cocky moment where you're like, just mm-hmm. shut up. Don't quit while you're ahead kind of thing. Yeah. Just, just do it. Don't talk about it. You know, um, it's the same thing earlier, you know, where they're talking about, like, we're going to get to the slot races tomorrow, you know, like, that's what we're going to do. And at, at that point, I was like, nah, you're not. And <laughs> at this point, it was even more, I was like, just stop. You're not going to, it's like, just, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's really cool, though, that, like, the whole time. Sebastian is a spectator, so he's always distancing himself from everything. And at this point, it saves his life. You know, mm. he's not up there close to the pit because he knows he's not supposed to. So he's always a couple steps behind Jackson. You know, and everything. You know, like Jackson gets sick, then Sebastian gets sick. Jackson realizes that he's going to have to turn on his parents. Then Sebastian realizes he's going to have to turn on his parent. You know, that kind of thing. So. Um, at this point, him being a couple steps behind him, literally, and, um, you know, story-wise, it, like, saves his life, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's really cool to sort of play with the placement with characters and how they're, how, like, where their characters are at in the story. Yeah. Maybe that's me reading into it too much, but I would, I, I don't know. I think that's just good storytelling, how you block your characters, you know, showing like, you know, where they are story-wise and character-wise. No, those, those are excellent points. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about those until, until you brought them up, the sort of the symmetry of the, uh, uh, the, the, the two kids. Um, and uh, no, um, but we, we, we're, we're here now with the sort of the, the ultimate uh, showdown. Uh, but before we go into that, uh, Rebecca, do you want to tell us anything about the, the, the section here of around the pit. No, I, I love, I love nose points there. I really, this is one of those moments where it's just like, I see something hit Jackson and I was just like, yeah, I knew that was going to end. Like <laughs> I knew this was going to start going South. This is where it goes South. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay, this is where it starts getting depressing and sad and horrific, but you still kind of yeah. hope that you still have some sort of hope maybe that, you're, you're kind of th- at least for me i thought when jackson got hit there that he might be dead like immediately but um i don't know but i i still i'm someone who's kind of an optimist so i was still hoping that maybe there was a chance that he might survive and that sebastian would you know be okay and the parents would you know kick the bucket and you know get fed to him instead but yeah uh it's just a sad part <laughs> yeah and to to play off of that that sad part is uh you have uh you have jackson calling out to his to his mom for for help and in uh. her only 
her only response is, is uh, you know, to 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 be louder, to 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 call out the the monster quicker, and and how beautiful how beautiful the monster is. So you have you have Jackson there, you know, pleading for for his life, and they're they're excited by uh, the the emergence of the of the creature. Oh, so disgusting! It's... Yes, night. That's nightmare. That's like nightmare one hundred and one right there. Yeah. If you weren't already scared, your parents are going to kill you. They're killing you and then talking about how much more proud they are of something other than you in that moment. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> well, it's not so, just something other than you. It's like, what's ki- it's a monster that is killing you. And instead of like helping you, it's like, they're like, Oh, it's a beautiful monster. Like it's a little pet or a little, which it is. It's like their child in a way it's, Oh, yeah, yeah bad enough that that's, he's played bad enough that Snyder and Jock are playing off our fear of being killed by our parents, but also our insecurity of like yeah of some of your parents being more proud of someone other than you and then throwing it in your face at the mm-hmm. same time. So it's yeah. like, man, it's just salt on the wound at this point, and it's uh, it's so emotional. I'm so like I was so sad at this point, so uncomfortable. It's unsettling it's a really unsettling sequence but at the same time it's like i don't know it's so hard to get any kind of uh emotional reaction out of something so static as comics but like right here Mm -hmm. like i mean that it moved me as much as it did it just sort of made it one of my favorite moments in any kind of comic Uh, i mean as dark as that sounds but like it's really effective so it's, it's just good it's memorable and it's uh yeah, it's well written. It's well drawn. Yeah, it's, it's a great, great moment in comics. Yeah. So uh, Jackson is 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 down in the pit, and uh, the the mother is still looking down in the pit and admiring um, what's going on. the The father and uh, Seb have a little bit of a uh, verbal altercation, um, and uh, the the two parents are are standing there romantically arm in arm looking down in the in the pit um telling each other how much they 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 love each other and uh jackson is down there screaming but we see that seb has uh seen the rub and is is making his way making his way to to the rub um uh, i know that we've talked about uh this edge of the pit and the and the parents but is do you guys have anything you want to add before we move to the the last couple of pages here? Uh, I don't have really anything to say about that other than it's just, they're just begging for it at this point. You're like, you're just, and you're begging for it as a reader. You're like, yeah, you're like, okay, now these monsters deserve to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Seb does grab the, the rub and he, uh, he throws it. Uh, he throws it on the on the father first, and we, we we see the father sort of disintegrating as we as we saw with the with the pig earlier. Um, so satisfying. Yeah. 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 Uh, the 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 mother uh, the mother turns and uh, sees this, and she runs after Seb, and Seb is down in the pit with uh, with Jackson, um, and we see that Jackson is. Well, he hasn't been doing well for for a while, but he is—he's certainly not—he's uh, not doing well. Um, and the two kids, the two kids, talk to each other for for a little bit. Um, and we we do get uh, we do get that 
that first like uh, sound oh, yeah, effect as as they're talking. Um, Rebecca, what do what do you think about uh, the you know the father getting the rub and then Seb uh, falling into the to the pit with the mom here? No, I, I totally agree with Noah. That is extremely satisfying to see. <laughs> Some you know the see the dad get the the rub thrown in his face and because it's just like yeah you you deserve everything you're getting man and mm-hmm. if anything you know when the mom dies like when they fall into the pit I, I'm guessing it's just like a neck crack um she just broke her neck on the way down I remember feeling when I you know read that for the first time I was like man she deserved worse <laughs> she she that was too easy of an of a way for her to die like she needed to be eaten by the mustard but I mean that's just me. Or um, the or the rub at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the the, the, the broken was... neck is too too quick. Yeah, she deserved to suffer. I mean, especially for everything, because then you see, you know, Jackson right there, like, um, you know, right after that, and he's obviously suffering, and he's like totally like chewed up, and you know, it's just oh, it, it's so sad. Um, yeah, but what do you guys think yeah. of um, like? Jock and Snyder and uh, Clem Robbins, they've sort of created a sort of like the next iconic comic book sound, you know? Yeah. Because I think it's getting there too with like the ch 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 or whatever. That's the sound that it makes. And um, I think it's up there with like uh, like Snicked and uh, Thwip, you know? As yeah. far as like iconic sounds uh, like associated with comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no I, I would agree with that. It's, it's very... Uh, you know, we've we, we've seen it on the cover, and uh, we haven't really seen too much of it. And now here, as things have ramped up, it's 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 back. Um, we do get a, a a full page of the of the monster um, coming coming closer to to Seb and and, and Jackson, um, uh, and uh, and and Seb is able to to get the creature's uh, attention. Um, and, and the, the following page. Uh, so, um, Rebecca, what do you, what do you think about the, the creature reveal and, uh, and Seb's, uh, stepping up and taking, taking some real action here to, uh, to, to try to save Jackson? Well, it's totally scary. I, I love the splash of the monster. It's just like a, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the, oh man, if things weren't real, things are really getting real now. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really cool seeing Seb, you know, finally kind of stop. He, I think, you know, Noah mentioned before that he's always kind of been a step behind Jackson before. Now he's starting to take the lead and he's like, okay, now's my turn. Now is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to protect you, Jackson. And I'm going to try and, you know, keep this thing from, from getting you, even if it means, even if it means my life. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great sequence. Uh, no, what, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah. Like Rebecca pointed out so brilliantly. Yeah. This is the part where he steps in front of Seb. He gets in front of it. And, uh, yeah, I love that. Again, putting the care, placing your characters in the physical environment, but also where they are in the story. It's just, that's just good. That's just good writing. That's just good artwork. It's good collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it all. And as the as the creature comes uh, comes closer uh, here, conveniently again the the rub is uh, within hand's reach, and uh, 
actually, well, no, it is within hand's reach, but uh, Seb is not able to to get it fully as as the creature grabs him. Um, yeah. And then the, the creature is on top of him, and we get a, a very, uh, uh, you know, that, that shot in Aliens with the, with the mouth coming closer to you. We, we get the creature getting very close to, to, to Seb. Um, so, um, so what do you guys think about, uh, those two pages there? Yeah, it really ramps up this, these, this whole sequence up until when they get the point. It's just nonstop, like mm-hmm. up until this point. And, uh, I know when I was reading it, like I sped up reading through this stuff, that kind of thing. Cause I was just so, I was just in this action at this point, you know, I was just into it. And I was like very invested. Um, yeah, like just having this last moment, you know, of uh, of like, yeah, like you said, the, the monster doing the alien thing. Um, yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, like uncomfortably close at this point. Yeah. What about you, Rebecca? What do you think? Yeah, if, if I ever thought at any point that he was going to die, I kind of this is probably it (laughs) or I was like oh it's so close like I don't I really don't see unless his mom shows up or something I really couldn't see how he was going to survive this um yeah very frightening yeah it uh it does it does move very quick as as Noah was saying I think the the slanted panels um make you make you move through it quickly as well um and we do get uh we do get on the next page we we see that uh somehow um the creature has 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 been hit with the rub and and is bleeding um and we see that it was uh it was jackson who uh got hold of the of the rub while the the creature was occupied with with seb um yeah, we see the creature, um, and the the rub is 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 doing what it should be doing, um, to 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 the creature. Um, uh, you know, it, Jackson starts uh, starts yelling at the creature, and uh, Seb uh, Seb tells him to stop and to 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 just let it die. Um, so we do have a bit of a resolution there with 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 the creature um what do you guys think there i think it's uh i I think it's kind of important that it's jackson that finishes off the monster at this point you know because seb's already shown his initiative he killed jackson's father and was secondarily responsible for jackson's mom's death but you know just to show that jackson's not as helpless as he has been this whole time you know he's just been a victim up until this point and uh you know this this story is sort of like like we compared it to stranger things, the kids can do what they, you know, the kids can be responsible and uh, heroes as much as the adults can be at this point. They can take care of themselves as much as them. And even though like Jackson's on the brink of death, he's still able to get in that final blow that ends the whole thing. Um, Yeah. I think it's really important and it's really poetic. Uh, It's a good poetic justice. And it also makes Jackson into not just a victim of the story, you know, He's a key player and important to finishing it off in the end. And I think it also plays against sort of what he's been the whole time. So even Sebastian's view of him has been as a victim this whole time. And at this moment, he plays against that and, you know, rises above his victim status. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's it's fitting that he's the the one the the doing the monster since the monster's sort of been that looming threat to him for for yeah. all this time. Um, so for him to 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 be the one to to finally put it down, I think I think that was a that was a good storytelling uh, decision there. Um, what do you think, Rebecca? Um, one of the things that I find really interesting about this is again, I think they're playing. Well, no doubt they're also playing on another uh, little kid here. Well, even, you know, now Noah touched on it before when he was talking about, um, I guess, the fear that your parents love something more and are proud of something more than you. But even here, like when he's like stabbing this thing to death, he says, go on, baby sister. And he calls the monster baby sister. Wow. And I think that's so interesting because it's like, oh, it's like a sibling rivalry almost. You know, like how when, you know, you're like obviously the one child is your you know parents favorite and you know like that kid you know it's just you know that that obviously isn't the favorite it's just like oh my gosh like I just want to you know do something to it and very cathartic moment yeah yeah, I just find it really interesting that he calls the monster baby sister you know um so yeah and, and it is interesting too how Sebastian responds with you know let it just die like I wonder if he almost I think in this moment Sebastian kind of sees the monster as the pig and it's like uh like we need to let it just die like it's you know it didn't maybe he feels kind of like some sort of sympathy for it which is also interesting yeah that's uh it's it is that's uh those are two very good points uh with the with the pig and uh um sebastian whose whose whole role has been to 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 stop this family uh he's the one that uh uh you know injects a little bit of sympathy for for it at the end um so after that takes place we do get uh we do get uh the two kids um at the at the bottom of the pit uh sharing a few few last words until unfortunately um we we lose jackson um and and seb uh seb makes his way out of the pit to encounter somebody in the woods and that somebody in the woods is his mom um so we 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 say goodbye to we say goodbye to to Jackson, but now we're confronted with uh, with somebody new in the story. So, what what do you guys what do you guys think about uh, the kids having a, a moment to say goodbye and what uh, Sebastian finds when he gets out of the pit? Um, Rebecca has more to say about this than I do, so take it away, babe. Well, I this was actually especially with, with Jackson's death here. This is probably my least favorite part of um, the whole book. This is. Yeah, my my only complaint. And I just, I actually don't really like the dialogue here. It's like, you know, Jackson is dying and he's bleeding out and he just fought a monster and he just got betrayed by his parents and, you know, everything is like done for him. And what does he decide to talk about? The cars (laughs) that they were racing. And I don't know, it just seems really weird where he's just like insisting on talking about the cars. Like, um, listen, let it out. You know, he's... Um, trying to find oh yeah he's talking about you know tomorrow the race you're too safe on the turns and when I when I see this I think of like the old western movies where you know you have like the generic person in the old western or Roy Rogers that's dying and he's like you know, don't forget 
the, you know, I don't know. They say something really stupid. Um, I, I just feel like this could have been so much better. It's like, that, okay, the cars were really the last thing on his mind at this point. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's my only, my only complaint. But, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It doesn't take away from it, you know, at the end of it. I just, it's, I, it could, I just don't really care for it that much. It, I think it could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you a little bit there. I mean, the, these two kids, um, with everything they've been through, they've, uh, they've established a, you know, a really special friendship. And for the last two things that or the last thing for them to talk about is, you know, using sort of, uh, the, the slot cars as an uh, analogy for their friendship, it would have been a lot better if they just would have, you know, spoke of their friendship and, and how much they, they, they meant to each other and how, um, you know, they faced all of this stuff together that I think that might've been a better, a better decision to make there. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he had just, you know, Jackson, if it's something like, Hey, thank you for believing me or something as simple as that, you know, mm-hmm. cause at this point, you know, if you think about it, Jackson still doesn't, well, I, I don't know, maybe he does know that. I mean, he obviously knows that, uh, Sebastian believes him, but I'm not sure if he knows exactly, um, Sebastian's involvement and you know he he obviously knows nothing of this whole world besides the fact that he just got fed to a monster you know um mm-hmm. and that his parents betrayed him so I, I it would have made sense to me if he had just been like hey man you know thanks for believing me and you know thanks for fighting I don't know any something like that or you know you know I love you man you know something because he he had talked earlier like hey I'm, I'm gonna be there for you and uh he had said those really, really emotional, really nice words to Sebastian before. So it would have made sense for his character to say that as he was dying, I think. Yeah. I would have been, I would have think it would have made more sense for Sebastian to bring up the slot cars than for Jackson to bring up yeah, the slot yeah. cars. You know, if someone was going to make an analogy of their friendship in that moment, it would be the person that's not bleeding out, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it would have been yeah. great if, like, if something like Sebastian would have said, uh, you know, we got to stay alive because we got to get the, got to get to that car race tomorrow. And then if Jackson had said something after he's been like, I'm really cold, I'm dying, that kind of thing. If he had said something like sweet, like, you know, you, you go too tight on those corners, wouldn't that have been more impactful, that kind of thing? Like, yeah. just switching it around just a little bit. I think that would have hit me harder in the end because it did take me out right there, too, that Jackson's the one that sort of is delivering the hopeful lines in the end, even though like, I don't know when you're 12 years old and you're dying, I don't know if you think too much about that kind of stuff. Um, Or just had said like, yeah, like, you know, just had like a nice moment of both of them saying, thank you for being the friend that you've been this, uh, you know, I agree with both both of you guys. They both turned their backs on their parents for each other. And, you know, they were both their only friends during, you know, up to this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so I, I, yeah, Jackson deserved a little bit better of a death <laughs> in that last scene. But um, then, of course, you know, there's there's the mom, and I, I don't know. Maybe that was a big reveal. I, I don't know. But at least for me, it was not that big of a reveal. I was like, no. yeah, this is, you know, I think everybody really expected it to be his mom, especially when he was just like, oh, it's gonna be what's his name, like Gage or something. Yeah. Um, oh, this is going to be Gage. This is going to be Gage. And, you know, even me, like in my head, I was like, no, it's not. It, no, it's not. It's wishful <laughs> thinking for it to be Gage. Because yeah. it, like, that means. Even... Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I means like, it, it means if Gage comes in, it means that it's easier 
you know, yeah. the next step is easier. And I think for me as a reader, I was very taxed at this point in a good way. Like, you know, I felt everything that the characters were going through up until this point. So I was hoping, yeah, I hope it's Gage. I hope it's someone easy. I hope it's someone we can take our rage out on. But when it yeah. turns out to be Clara, it's harder. It's, you know, it's not an easy next step. It just got a lot harder. Well, it's almost, I almost think it's uh, that maybe he knew, like, all along. Like, he really, really knew. But yeah. um, maybe, denial. like, him saying, ga- yeah, it's a denial where he's just, like, Gage. Like, it's it's going to be Gage. Like, especially after all this, it's, I think you're right that it is kind of, like, a, a form of denial. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, I didn't, I, I, I didn't like all the the interactions with with his mom here, um, where he where he uh, where he threw the rub on her, and she she does sort of the uh, you know the 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 I'm melting, and then and then she changes it into you know ha 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 this was just sort of a this was just sort of a test for you. Um, yeah, that was that wasn't my favorite, but um, it does sort of give us a a resolution um to you know their 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 mission here um it certainly sets them up to to move on and uh take on take on more missions um so do you guys have any thoughts or any problems with the with the way he and his mom had this little interaction where he eventually throws a rub on her and she reveals that this was sort of a a test for him it's messed up, you know, and I think yeah. that's the point. It's just the messed up, like you know, the 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 what they're fighting against is messed up, but they're messed up too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's uh, yeah. I, I hope the next story, which is interesting, because it seems like to be like you know, the first story you have new eyes sort of introduced to this world, so that the main characters in the first story, you have no familiarity with how things work or anything like that. Um, and then this perspective, it's from one of the sides of that, you know, of this battle, the irons, it's from their POV. And I'm wondering if the next story will be from maybe the perspective of uh, maybe like the highborn or something like that. So you understand where they're coming from or, or something like that. I wonder the next one. I mean, that's what I would like. Um, because at this point, it's like, okay, now you understand that the irons are kind of like, you know, screwed up people as well. Um, but like, I guess that's just sort of the reality that they're in when they're fighting the witches, but it's, it's messed up. I think what the mom does. Yeah. And what about you, Rebecca? What do you think? Um, I think I actually kind of, especially, you know, connecting it with the first one. When I was reading this thing, I was thinking, you know, like, how did you get from, because when we see, when we meet Clara in the first one, we see like a really super crazy old hag. And she is just, like, completely out there. You're like, how is this thing even alive? Like, is this even human? You know, that type of thing. Um, Just really, really super crazy out there lady. And uh, um, through this story, I'm like, okay, how did we get from this kind of a pretty cool, you know, badass mom to, like, that to the Clara of the first story? And this last scene here kind of shows it that she is really crazy and messed up and you're like okay i can kind of start to see the bridge between this version of clara and the clara of the first witches which is an old 
old person. And it also makes it really interesting um, to see how they're going to uh, bring in Sebastian for the next arc. Because, you know, he did say that, you know, Sebastian and uh, Sailor would be teaming up. But of course, since, you know, Clara in the first story is an old, old, ancient hag lady, um, I'm guessing Sebastian is probably going to be middle-aged. Yeah, that um, makes sense. When he teams up with... with uh, uh with sailors so that'll be really interesting to see what he's like after years of doing this with his mom like mm-hmm, you can yeah. see how messed up this is here like how <laughs> what what is his character going to be like after these many years of fighting these creatures and being that messed up from uh, even your own family you know like being that mistreated you know because she's almost like she reminds me of the joker in this scene yeah um with oh, how yeah. crazy and <laughs> you know like really yeah trippy she is and yeah it'll no, be interesting that's... to see in the coming in the coming stories how how his character develops i agree no those are those are all very very good points uh and with that, that takes us to the the last page where uh, we 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 finish up with the the slot car race, um, which is sort of ties a um, ties a story up because we we did learn that uh, uh, Clara was was making preparations for for them to leave town, but she lets him stay and sort of uh, finish out the the race and sort of almost in a way you know do it for do it for jackson so that's that's our last page and and that's uh that's where where the story ends so um uh i i enjoyed this uh it was it was a very good uh very good story but i'm gonna let you guys give your give your final thoughts as as we finish up here yeah i loved it i i really think it's it's probably one of the best comics i've read all year um definitely in my top five yeah i i think it's yeah it's one of the best yeah same same for me like uh i like the ending it's like a really good you know uh closure because it's you know the closure with you know jackson and you know with the race cars but then i also love how he you know the last line is standard issue which is tracing right again back to the beginning where he was talking about his dad's phrase standard issue Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah, and it definitely leaves you wanting more. And I, I, I really, I don't know if they'll ever do it, but I really hope that they give a, you know, some sort of a backstory to maybe Clara when she's younger, because um, she talks about in the first one how like her, you know, her parents pledged her and her legs were chopped off, which is interesting because they never show her legs in this, and if they do, she's wearing pants. So, um, but in in the first witches, you know, she doesn't she has fake legs or the sorry I'm, I'm what am i thinking of the the word uh prosthetics process thank you <laughs> yeah prosthetic legs um and I, that's interesting that they didn't show that in here um but i definitely like some backstory on her and maybe seb's father as well but you know who knows if we'll get that or not but i i love this story i think again you know i was really scared that it wouldn't you know match up to the amazing first one and really yeah it it really did it did um so i'm i'm definitely excited to see where this series is going to be going next 
Yeah, I think uh, I think we have a we have a lot that uh, we could explore either forward or or backwards. I think you I think you brought up some some good uh, good possible ways for the the, the story to go. Um, Noah, do you want to to give your final thoughts uh, before we finish up? Uh, yeah, it's just a good issue. Looking forward to what comes next. It's a great world. Okay. And it scares me. It really scares me. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I love it, but it's the kind of scared I like to be where it really affects. So. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, um, we went through um, the witch's bad egg uh, Halloween special. Um, I'd like to uh, thank everybody. And uh, thanks to Rebecca for, for joining us on, uh, on this episode. And, uh, Thank you all, and uh, we'll be back soon.